all since I've left home, but I'm coming home back today. Kind of funny, but I picture it only exactly as it was back in the day. Welcome to the Real Estate Reality Show. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving across the street or across the country, call Arrow Moving and Storage, 719-325-6341. Now your host and back-to-back Best of the Springs realtor, Justin Hermes. I close my eyes and feel like it was back in the day. Okay, folks, welcome into another show here of Real Estate Realities. Justin Hermes, your host, broker owner of the property group located right downtown, 305 South Cascade. Title of today's show is Generational Wealth, folks. That is the key. And what is going on behind the scene as the great movement of real estate transpires here in our nation and what's trajected. I got a lot of good stats for you. I did a lot of research this week, but we always talk the good, the bad. This week, I'm giving you just the good, and that is Colorado Springs is back. We are ranked 15 in the nation out of 200 top metro areas. Fort Collins was 29, Lakewood 20, Boulder 47. And our high-tech area grew by 11% year over year. And we are double the national average growth for our city, folks. That is the ticket. Colorado Springs is in a good place. And we see our red spotlight right in the state here. You can't help but notice it. We have conservative leadership. We have people standing up going, rent control ain't happening, right? We're not going to be a sanctuary city. And those are the type of things, folks, that protect your investment. I don't care whether you're left or right. The proof is in the pudding. And you look at this and say, we're ranked number one in the state of Colorado for the cities people want to live in. It's Colorado Springs. That's it, folks. And as I scratch my head with all the apartment buildings being built, and they, you know, and I've had gave you the story on multifamily and where to be on that. I think you know, this is why they're so gung ho about it. And maybe I am wrong. Who knows? I mean, I talked to my mom about it the other day, and she worked for the army for 30 years, and she said, Justin, I think you're underestimating the value of you know keeping space command here and all the contracts and cyber and how the next wars are going to be fought, and that that's where the optimism is in Colorado. Spring. So we'll see who's right. The verdict will be out on that one in probably a couple years, but no doubt a good time to own a home. And if you have anybody out there who is looking to own or occupy, especially VA owner occupy, there are 64 assumable loans on the market right now in El Paso County, folks. I've been weeding through them and there's rates at two and a half, two, seven, five, three percent all assumable majority of them va assumable but these are a way to make cash flow work this is how you get it done creative financing is the key we're going to go into a quick commercial break then we'll be right back here questions over the break 719-232-1063 we'll be right back the dying of the light is gone but it's back in the day We're back to the Real Estate Reality Show with Justin Hermes. 
This segment is brought to you by HouseCheck, servicing the front range of Colorado Springs for over 25 years with the most complete and personalized home inspection. Call them now for more information at 719-266-1645. Alright folks, we're into the meat of the show here and uh, Matt was just giving me some knowledge on Valentine's Day. He said, Justin, you don't do flowers now. You got to step it up. You got to do, you got to do a little bit more, right? And I'm learning. I'm a young pup in that world. I'm just uh, recently engaged, and so, um, you know, I'm getting every bit of advice as I can. And and Matt says uh, the flowers, which I thought getting roses, is uh, what you do on Valentine's Day. I guess that is doesn't cut it anymore. They die. That's what Matt's telling me. Anyway, you learn something new every week. So I one thing before we get in the show, I want to tell you something. I, I talked with a radio listener last week, and he was explaining to me, I was under market, what should I do? I need to raise the rent. And I said, how long has this tenant been in there? He said, seven years. Does he pay on time? Yeah, he does. Okay. No major issues. No, no, really easy to deal with. He even takes care of some of the maintenance himself. And I said, dude. He, he says market rents twenty two hundred. I'm at I'm at uh, sixteen hundred. I go just go to seventeen seventy five. And he goes really? Why not bring it up to market? Okay, the extra two hundred. Do the math, dude. That's twenty four hundred dollars. You're gonna at least do carpet, paint, time of vacancy. The guy wants to stay. Don't get greedy. Right now, the value of a good tenant, and it's not easy to find, folks. The value of a good tenant who pays on time, right, and isn't screwing up your house, is huge. I have one in East End Edition over by Patty Jewett, and I'm at $1,700 on one house. The house right next door, I'm at $2,250. <gasps> Hopefully none of the tenants are listening over there. It'd be kind of awkward now that probably create myself an issue, but right next door to each other, right? Well, the one tenant's been there for a very long time, okay? You know, track record proves something. We're in the long game here, folks, so if you're trying to get greedy on rent, I don't see it. If you're looking 15, 20 years, we, you know what the dream is? You have a property 15, 20 years, and you have four tenants over that 20-year that time period. That's where the winning circle is. So if you're out there asking yourself that question, don't get too focused on rent. Focus on the quality of the tenants. Good tenants are gold right now. And if you have one who's gold, try to keep them as long as you possibly can. So as we talk 15, 20-year game plans, I'm listening to a lot of stuff this week on generational wealth. And what they've said in the government is just wild. You can do research, folks, and it's baffling what you read. And the the straight up, they'll say the World Economic Forum, people in the United States government saying, here's the deal. We're going to become more of a renter nation for sure. That's just what it is. And we're not promoting home ownership anymore. You know, those days are long gone. And if anything, like we learned from COVID, it was a, a shift of wealth. That's all that happened. The rich got 10 times richer, and it just separated the rich from the middle class and the poor. You do some research on yacht sales, mega yachts, private planes. I'm listening to something the other day. The guy goes, this is record-breaking year for us on these mega yachts. And we've had more billionaires than we've ever had before. So here's the thing I'm worried about is if Jerome Powell moves these rates down, if you remember the late 70s and early 80s, prices will just pop and we'll see inflation again. And this is the whole debate. 
right now, right? Well, pals, we better not cut rates. We better keep them where they're at. Well, I hope he does it for a little bit longer because I think you could see prices pop big time. But if somebody has dirt on Jerome Powell in the Biden administration or anybody who is trying to say, hey, let's, we gotta get the smoke and mirrors going here for the election. If somebody has dirt on Powell and they pressure him to lower these rates to get a short pop in inflation and the economy's firing, it's going to be hell to pay for the next two to three years. And I'm not saying the real estate market hell to pay prices going down. It's going to lock people out of the ability to buy a home. It just will, right? And we saw that last time rates got low, all these investors came in purchasing homes creating the barrier to home ownership even higher, right? And so if Powell drops these rates, he gets too aggressive, then, and here's the thing, mortgage companies have already priced it in. The stock market's already priced it in. You know that. And so right now there's this kind of area of, hey, I'm showing a house the other day, beautiful home, under 400, and I'm going, man, this thing's going to rent for like 2,600. And rates are actually great. They're in the sixes. They're down a full point from the peak just four months ago, and the numbers work. Well, I'm, in my head, I'm going, this is like, we might only see three to four months of this, because if the rates do go down, prices are going to get stupid again. And right now, this home, I told my buyer, I said, we're looking at a home that's 390 Here's the comps. Two years ago, dude, this home was going for, for 500 That's what it is. And as soon as rates drop down again, it's going to be gangbusters. And right now, we're in a gap period. Right. And mortgages have already they've already said it's it's happening. They're going to cut rates because we're so greedy as an economy. The stock market can't wait. Mortgage companies can't wait. They got to cut them. But if they continue to drop interest rates and the Fed pulls the, the floor out too soon, then more inflation, just like happened in the 70s. Go look at the graph. Late 70s. Like, oh, we got it under control. And then all of a sudden, oh, they didn't. And inflation just skied. And they brought in Mr. V, right, at the Federal Reserve, and he pressed them hard all the way up to 18% to get inflation under control because they let off the gas too soon. And that's my fear, is that they're trying to put a dagger into home ownership. It, it really is my fear. And it, 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 go online and research this because I'm not making it up, okay? What was the stat here? Oh, here we go. And 20 between, they said this, right on... The economic website, U.S. government, between 2020 and 2040, we expect renter growth to be double home ownership, Matt. Can you believe that? They say it. 2020 to 2040, we expect renter growth will be double home ownership, like it's a good thing. Ah, the millennials want more flexibility. They want this and that. They get married later in life. And I mean, they're barking up the wrong tree on all this. I'm telling you right now. 74% of millennials don't have enough money to buy. Okay. 74%. And this is where passing wealth to your next generation, your kids is so important because it could be absolutely life-changing for them. It could be an opportunity for them to not even just have an investment property, but a place for them to live. If things get bad, you need this tangible asset. And now I'm looking at it going, they want prices to stay high. They want the renter nation. And here in the state of Colorado, there is 2.2 million households. 2.2 million households, 754,000 renters, 754,000 renters. Guess who's in the power position? 680,000 homes in Colorado are free and clear. The baby boomers, they've earned it. They've been diligent. 
They've watched their credit, unlike millennials who've trashed their credit and want instantaneous gratification. And this whole thing of own nothing, rent, depend on the government, I'm in. I don't want maintenance issues. I want to get up and leave when I want to leave. I don't want to be tied down to a house. But those who pass wealth through real estate will give their kids, will give their family hope through generations. And as I tell you, the renter growth will double the home ownership rate from 2020 to 2040. It is now you make a decision what trajectory you want your family on. I will tell you this much. The proof is in the pudding. The only country with a higher rent growth than the United States of America is Ireland. We are second out of all the countries in this beautiful world with our the rate of renter growth. We come in second out of all the countries. Russia's number one for, for a home ownership growth. And we're coming in second to renter growth? I mean, that is ridiculous. But remember this stat, folks. 30% of homes are free and clear in Colorado. A lot of you have already done your due diligence. You've done a good job. Be careful with your asset. Maybe don't sell it. Pass it to the kids. Keep it as a rental property, right? There it is, folks. That's what I got for you today. Pass the wealth generationally. Your home ownership is under attack. Your investment properties will be under attack. It is more important now than ever to keep your property rights, to keep your rental properties and to continue to build long-term growth through real estate. 719-232-1063. We'll be right back with Kyle from House Chip. I gotta get it through to you. Because oh, when we're going, it's tough. When we're going, it's rough. People say a man is made out of mud A poor man's made out of muscle and blood Muscle and blood and skin and bones A mind that's weak and a back that's strong you Welcome back to the Real Estate Reality Show. Now here's Justin Hermes. older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us as we head into the third segment here. We got Kyle with House Check joining us. And Kyle's helped a lot of you guys through your home inspections, some of the investors, you know, who've bought two or three homes. And uh, one of the major things we always stress is, hey, what are the soils, foundation, what's the year built of the home? And, you know, we're going to cover some of those things today. Kyle, how's it going? Great. Good Good to be here. And so explain what some of the other stuff you do working with an engineer and soils yeah. and stuff like that. I, I worked with Entech Engineering through the 90s. And so whenever he needs help, I go out and help him. It's been kind of slow. So he's really, you know, come in handy for me. But right now I'm working on a swimming pool. Oh, you are? Up, nice. up <laughs> off of uh, Farthing Drive. It's a, it's a slide area. Okay. So they're putting micro piles into the underneath the swimming pool to level it out and keep it from differential movement. So these micro piles are about two inch shafts that have a hole through the center and they drill them down 25 feet and then they put grout down the hole and it comes back up the outside of the hole and grouts those bars in and then they build a rebar cage and fill it full of concrete and build the swimming pool on that. All that for a swimming pool. 
Liverpool and Colorado. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of places that use these micropiles up there in uh, Cedar Heights. They uh-huh. have a lot of expansive soils, and it's all intermingled with rock, and so they drive these piles in and stick the foundations on those things. So we talk areas automatically. People think west side, expansive soils, more of an issue. You go to areas like OCC, a lot of homes built in the 1800s. Yeah. So kind of tell <clears throat> us a little bit about that and things you have to look out. Well, the whole west side, there's a lot of expansive soils. There's also vertical bedding. So on this vertical bedding, you can get sandstones right next to clay stones. And the clay stones is an expansive soil. And so it can cause your foundation to do all kinds weird stuff. Of course, back in the 70s, they didn't really know what expansive soils were, so they just built a lot of homes right on the expansive soil. So, But there's a way to mitigate for those things. They can put helical piers in. I did a job down on the southwest side of town, not far from your office, where it was a 50s house built with a just a regular 16-inch foundation, 16-inch footing with a 8-inch foundation, but it's moving all over the place. So they drilled piers, and these helical piers are about 8 inches wide, and they're helical, so they can just drill them right into the soil, and then they tie the foundation to those helical piers, and that holds the foundation up and yeah, keeps it co- from moving. We've come a long way, and what were the years we started seeing more engineered foundations and when did that really really well, begin probably about the mid 80s they started having engineers look at the soils they had a better grasp of what the soils were doing so now every home is engineered i mean the builders the uh, subdivision people when they go in and start building the house they'll go in drill a bunch of holes in the subdivision to check to see what the soils are like and then they'll dig the foundation out if it's going to be a basement they'll go down eight feet for a basement and then a guy like me will come in and we'll look at the soil under the house and if it's expansive soil they'll sometimes they'll take four or five feet out of the expansive stuff bring in a a granular soil that's non-expansive compact it down to a certain percentage of compaction and then build the the foundation on that but there's also drilled beers where they'll put in a 16 inch pier they'll drill down and put rebar in that pier and throw a bunch of concrete in into the pier and fill it up and then they'll put a stem wall on those piers so the house is sitting on solid material 25 30 feet deep and the biggest thing really we see is west side is they don't do a good job of drainage some people have gone above and beyond they put in exterior perimeter drain they made they daylight the drains out but i i'd say more times than none you roll up to houses and a lot of the issue is caused by water water right next to the foundation water's a corrosive product so i mean it's a just a corrosive material and it can get into the soil and cause five percent expansion and if it expands like that it can just really start moving the house around so the west side is notorious for expansive soils like i say you can also, you get up to mountain shadows and there's a vertical bedding because the Rocky Mountains pushed up and all the beds that it pushed up through 
tilted up. And you can see that in the Garden of the Gods where the those beds are tilted up on, on end. And so you build a house on that, it can really start to move. And it, it took years before they really understood what was going on with those vertical beds. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's something we have here definitely in Colorado that we have to battle up and down the front range. And it's just being cognizant of, you know, what year you're buying. Right? right, how the grading looks. Big difference between buying something's in in the late 1800s between buying something that's you know built in the late 90s. Right. Well, and if you're buying a fairly new home, even in the 90s, you can go to regional building department and find out the engineering, what they did engineering wise to mitigate for expansive soils, or you can find out what kind of soils they have. If you go to Pikes Peak Regional Building Department now, they have the soils report online where you can look at it. So if you're buying a house, it's always a good idea to check out permits and and see what the house is built on. Of course, back in the 70s, they didn't really have permitting like we do now. So it's really hard to tell what kind of soils you're getting into unless you have a soils evaluation done. But most homes, you know, if they're going to move, they're going to move within the first five years or so. So, you know, if you're looking at a 70s home and you look at the foundation, there's not a bunch of cracks, not a bunch of weird movements, the floors aren't sloping and things like that, it's probably pretty solid. There's always ways to mitigate for expansive soils. They have, engineers have all kinds of ways now to to mitigate for that. Yeah, that's a good point on the regional building. And folks, as we close out the segment here, if you have an investment property, you haven't had eyes on it for 10, 15 years, it's a good time to have a home inspection. Kyle can do a major, what do we call that, a major point? A uh, major point. Major item. Yeah, major item inspection. It's a tax write-off if you own your own investment property. And just getting a baseline of, hey, where are things at? And and get a punch list on stuff you need to do. I highly recommend that. Yeah, and I've I've got a lot of experience in soils and foundation movement. So I got a pretty good eye for when a house looks like it's doing weird stuff. I mean, doors are racking, doors don't close, cracks coming off walls, coming off your windows and your doors, things like that are all indications that you've got some movement. Yeah. Give Kyle a call, folks, 719-266-1645. That's 719-266-1645. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. Okay. Thank you much. All right, folks, another one in the books. Remember, use the gifts God has given you to bless somebody else. Bring joy into somebody else's life today. And we'll be here next Sunday again at 1030 and at 1. Justin Hermes, The Property Group. Questions in the meantime, 232-1063. That's 719-232-1063. Have a great week. I hope is undefeated. The pain around it. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Oh